Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you heard of micro-cheating? We're going to talk about relationships today and this new phenomenon of micro-cheating and what it means. Welcome to the What's Eating You podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm a psychologist, published author, and public speaker here to educate and validate. Enjoy the show. I have a special guest on the show, so I'm very excited to host this episode. For those who don't know me, my name is Steph, and I'm a psychologist coming to you live from Bali with my partner. Welcome to the show, my love. Hello, how are you? I'm going so well. I am so glad you are in Bali with me, we spent, what, 10, 14 days apart before you came? Yeah, we did. But now we're reunited, so it's all good. What's it like being with me here? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Pretty much the same life that we live back in Queensland, so not much of a difference. You've settled in so good. You're just loving it. You're going to the gym. You're making friends. I didn't even have to worry. Yeah, that's no, good. It's. I feel like it's... Still in, I feel like I'm still in routine. I feel like I'm very structured, so it feels like I'm still in routine and everything. Nothing really feels different. Yeah, I think you were worried we were going to be doing things all the time and eating out all the time, and yeah, which is fine. But which is fine. Yeah, but we like our gym routine. Yeah, we like our gym routine. Yeah, no, it's been so good. It's been so good. It feels different when I was here by myself without you. Two months, two months when it was October to December, that was a really long time. And I honestly feel like we were in a bit of a different season and this time just felt different. I wanted you here. Not that I didn't want you there last time. I think I had more distraction, but I'm really glad you're here and we're living this Bali dream together. Thank you. I'm enjoying it so far. What's it, day three? Day three. I think you came on Friday. Friday. Yeah, we've had our first weekend together. So this will be the first week of us really doing routine and, and working and everything. So... We'll let you know if we're still together. Jokes. <laughs> Jokes. Do you snot? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we'll leave that in there. All right. My partner doesn't know what the topic really is about. When I said, let's do an episode about micro-cheating, 
He said, what is that? And I said, yeah, exactly. Let's talk about it. So I first came across the term micro-cheating on Instagram and I was watching a reel and it said five signs that your partner is micro-cheating. And I thought, what? And then I kept seeing it everywhere. So I thought I'd take a little bit of a deep dive because I think everyone can imagine what it is, but not really know what it is. So what it means is, wait, before I go into it, have you heard of this before? I've never heard of it. I'm very interested to know exactly what it is and what classifies as micro-cheating. What do you think it might be just hearing it? Like what came to mind when I first said it? I don't know, just because it's got the word cheating in it, I'm assuming that it's relating to maybe having thoughts of other people or maybe having a thought of another person or maybe visualising you being intimate with somebody else. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't don't know where this is going. All right. So it's funny because I have lots of friends who are either in relationships or situationships and there's been a wide mix. Like we've had mutual friends who have been in relationships where one of them has liked another person's photo on Instagram or followed other girls on Instagram and that person doesn't seem to be faced by it but it can really affect one of the people in the relationship. So We'll go through some examples, but that is one of the examples. But I'll explain what it actually is. Okay, so micro-cheating refers to acts of simply trivial inappropriate behaviours or what people might consider inappropriate that occur outside one's devoted relationship, often done unintentionally. Many people may not consider these behaviours infidelity since there's no sex involved. But micro-cheating can breach a couple's spoken or unspoken norms, trust and boundaries in other ways. Although micro-cheating doesn't always result in a full-blown affair, it could lead to relational problems down the road. Basically, they're small signs or things that can happen in your relationship that aren't cheating, but they're still questionable. And I think what will help is if we go through some examples, okay? All right. Here are some examples of micro-cheating. Messaging or texting someone in a flirtatious way, do you think that's acceptable? In a flirtatious way is probably not, but what do you, like, how do you label that if that it's flirtatious? What is it? like? Where's the boundaries? Yeah, and I think it depends who it is as well. What if you're putting emojis or like a wink emoji or a love heart emoji and who is it with? I think that will influence it as well. But yeah, definitely being flirtatious with, someone else when you're in a relationship, do you think that's micro-cheating? No, I don't. I I suppose. Excuse me? No. (laughs) No, it depends. It depends on the person. Some people are just naturally really, I don't know, overly kind. And I suppose on some occasions it could come across as the message is is coming across. But reality is, is that they're actually just that type of person. But I don't know. You know what? When I was younger... I think that would have been me. I was really friendly to everyone. And I think when you're younger, you lack the confidence to put boundaries in place. Or if a guy is like trying to dance with you at a club and you just try to get your friend and you'd make these eye contacts as in help me. But I think in this day and age, it's different. And I think age has a lot to do with it as well. Okay, next one. Liking or posting a provocative comment on someone's Instagram or Facebook page. So for example, if a girl or a guy posted a, a photo and you wrote on it and put some like fire emojis and you're like, whoa, like so sexy, babe. 
or what do you think with social media is so weird what do you think with liking or posting a provocative comment on someone's social media i mean yeah i mean i i can see how all these stuff can be taken out of context but it's it's hard you have to really it's it's hard to just generalize it i think you need to have examples where you can actually and and understand and know the person and know if it's out of character for that person to act or comment like that yeah so i suppose really their partner their significant other can only really gauge whether hey he doesn't really he he never really acts in this way or, or does anything like that and now all of a sudden there's one specific person that is giving a lot of attention to which might be a red flag but is he doing it to one person in particular or is he does it to everybody yeah even if he does it could be yeah he could be somebody who's looking for somebody and just doing it to a whole number of people but it depends on know, the cluster of information that's a real tough one yeah it's a bit i think what you're trying to say is it really depends on a cluster of information i just finished reading this book almost finished it i left it at home and it was all about how to read people and the book always emphasizes that you can't tell a person, you can't judge a person, you don't really know, you can't tell if they're lying by the way they're looking unless you have clusters of information and a baseline for that person's behavior. So, for example, when I think of a couple that I used to know, we just know that the particular person in that relationship, their behavior has always been a bit questionable, has always been a bit problematic. And even though it was still carrying on the person who was with him continued throughout that hoping it would change but past behavior is the best predictor of future behavior so I think you need to take the person's past into consideration their baseline level of behavior are they always flirty is this out of character for them do they like everyone's stuff on Instagram do they normally post provocative comments is this who they are so I think I'm not saying it's right or wrong if you did that I would be very surprised I find it a bit strange but when we first started dating I remember seeing this TikTok and <laughs> this girl fully shows you how to look at someone's activity on Instagram and I never knew these tricks I really don't know many tricks of social media even when it comes to blocking and all that and I remember I went on your page and you liked a photo of Kim Kardashian <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you had liked one of her photos I don't know how recent it was hello with Three other million guys in in the sun the same day. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that, that's that social hurt my media. Feeling. Social media. If you're going to get upset about your partner liking somebody's photo, then my God, like it's social media. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, it? but do you think a celebrity is different? What if you? What's the difference between a celebrity and a friend? If they're classified as a friend, or just somebody in your context who you know? Yeah, I know. And you want to support your friends? Yeah, that's a weird one. Okay. Lying about your relationship status online or in person. Yeah, that's obviously a red flag. Shouldn't yeah, that's definitely micro-cheating. I think lying is a big issue. Why are you lying? Oh, there's no real excuse you could come up with for that as if you did that. Yeah, I feel like the other's a grey area, but this one is clear-cut. Okay, next one. Keeping a dating profile to see if you get matched with someone better than your main person. <laughs> that's... Of course, that's a red flag. It's pretty straightforward. That's so funny. Do you remember when we started dating and I just forgot to delete my dating apps? I wasn't using them, but they were still on my phone. Yeah, I think there's a difference between having them and with being with somebody and then not using them anymore and then having somebody actively still using it. 
Yeah, and this is a big one. A lot of girls I speak to will say, I'm pretty sure we're exclusive and things are going well, but he still has his dating profile. Like my friend came up on it. And I think a lot of the time, and this is me thinking the best of people, but people just forget to delete or they'll delete the app, but it doesn't actually delete your profile. You're still active on it. Mm. So you have to actually deactivate your profile on the dating app. So, yeah, okay, I think if you're better – I think – but what if you've spoken about it? What if you said, look, we're dating, I'm seeing you, but I still have my dating app active to see if someone better comes along? <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, if you're open about it and they're okay with that, that would be a big red flag for me if you're dating or seeing somebody and they're like, I want to keep my app opening so I can find somebody potentially better. You wouldn't settle for that. I don't think most people would. But <laughs> okay. Giving your phone number to a person you know is attracted to you. It's a hard one. But I don't know. How do you know they're attracted to you? If it's if they're making moves at you and saying, yeah, let's go for dinner or let's meet up or something like that, then I would say, okay. But yeah, you could be misreading it completely. And I think this is something we both can understand because when we first moved to the Gold Coast, we didn't know many people. And, you know, I'd go to a cafe or whatever and I did meet someone and we made friends but I couldn't tell if he was like vibing or if we were friends or what was going on so when we planned to catch up I said look just to be clear I've got a partner and they were like yeah like that's fine no worries so I think you've got to be clear because you're a bit naive too I think you just are being very friendly but the other person might get the wrong idea maybe but as long as you feel comfortable that you're not going to do anything or you feel there's no issue. I don't see no issue there. Okay. <laughs> going to extra lengths to look attractive so you can impress your crush at work or going to the gym looking extra hot. <laughs> no, I don't see nothing wrong with that personally, but if they're doing it intentionally and then making moves at the person at work, then... I suppose that's not ideal, but still, how do you categorize? How do you approach somebody and say to your partner, I know that you did your hair a lot nicer and did your makeup nicer so you could impress so-and-so at work? Mm. Like, how do you even have that conversation unless you've got undeniable proof that that's what they did? Mm, And it's a crush. Yeah, and like, how do you even approach that? It's a tricky one because I think everyone does have situations where they do want to look nicer in or if there's someone attractive there or someone they find attractive, but that it doesn't mean anything's going to happen. You might just want to feel and look better in particular situations. First of all, is having a crush when you're in a relationship a problem? Yes, of course, if you okay. have a crush. Yeah. Okay. What about I think it is. Okay. Even if it's a celebrity crush? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obsessively cyber-stalking a crush or an ex? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I don't think that's very effective. Okay, next. Talking about your sex life, sexting or sending nude pics to someone else? (laughs) Of course, that's out of line. Surely no one's going to put up with that. But Yeah, I would not. I don't think that's appropriate. No, red flag immediately. What about talking about your sex life to someone of the opposite sex? Yeah, I think that's not ideal probably. I think if you're just talking to a about a friend with talking to your friend about it or you're opening up to somebody because there's a genuine Well, reason, if you were to talk to it. the guys about your sex life and also talk to the girls. Yeah, I think that's okay, depending on what context you put it, but 
yeah, I think some guys also might be struggling and it's it's okay for them to talk about their problems or their concerns to somebody else, open up and be vulnerable. Yeah. yeah I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as it's, yeah, as long as it's done all goodwill and it's not obviously to a, yeah, Sally at work who's, <laughs> yeah, who's secretary. Who's Sally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Frequently communicating with someone who flirts with you. Yeah, same as a few of the other ones previously. Like, you even have that conversation with your partner unless undeniably that she's flirting with her and mm. or she's flirting with him. Or... I think the hard thing is women or anyone of any sex may see someone else as flirting with their partner, but the partner's, no, they're just really friendly. They're not flirting. I think that's where it gets a bit murky when one person may think it's flirting and the other doesn't. But I think what's important is that you actually take on board what your partner is saying instead of trying to gaslight them or say, no, you're being ridiculous or crazy because how they feel is important. Agreed. Okay, next. Removing your wedding or engagement ring before going out with friends. Yeah, same thing. If If there's somebody who wears their wedding ring all the time and then all of a sudden they take it out to go out for an occasion, then yeah, of course it's a red flag if they're but how would you even know unless they take it off and leave it at home and then they put it back on the next day or something, then that would, be a, that would definitely be a red flag. Yeah, and are they just taking it off when they go clubbing or go out? Do they take it off when they're at the gym? I'd need to know more information about this because some people genuinely don't wear their we- wedding rings. They don't want to scratch it or they're very active or they're out and about. So I don't think not wearing a wedding ring is a red flag. But again, if it's just because you're going out with friends – then I think that's problematic. Yeah, I used to, where I used to work in engineering, because of all the machinery and all that, you're actually not allowed to wear your ring. So you mm-hmm. have to take it off anyway. So yeah, some for some jobs or occupations, you, have you to can't be. wear any jewellery. Yeah, nice. Yeah. When I worked in prison, they told us not to wear any rings or wedding rings or anything like that because you don't, you just want to limit the information people know about you and also wear jewellery. Okay, joining your boss for happy hour behind your partner's back. <laughs> yeah, obviously, if you feel like you have to lie about that, if you yeah, if you're trying to if you want to go out for work drinks with your boss and work colleagues, and you have to lie about that, then I think there's something more deeper wrong with your relationship than that having to lie. I think it's there's an underlying issue there that needs to be addressed. Yeah, it's the behind the back. So I think the theme is when there's secrecy, it's a bit of an issue. And last one, keeping regular communication with an old flame. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on what you mean by that. People are friends with their ex. We're like, oh my God, me and my ex, we're just like great mates. Like we talk all the time. Yeah, I speak to all my exes. I don't get that. I don't get that. Yeah, everybody's different. Some people... I have no idea what my exes are doing. Yeah, but some people could do that. Some people are married and divorced and they have to be amicable for the kids it depends yeah, the situation but then yeah if you're it depends what's i don't believe in it i don't believe in being friends with an ex i think it's weird this is not my psychological opinion by the way i'm yeah. taking my psychology hat off for this yeah but it's just everybody's prerogative if they want to do it and they're happy with it that their partner still has a communication with their ex and good luck but you know, it's, it's completely dependent on the person it's my prerogative one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, signs of micro-cheating. Micro-cheating isn't always easy to spot, yet in a, it can occur in the most likely places such as online, at work, and within social circles. The challenges of spotting micro-cheating along with any uncharacteristic behaviours or activities can make it difficult not to wonder or become suspicious. So here are some signs. Secrecy. Secrets, lies, and deceit are at the centre of any form of infidelity, and micro-cheating is no exception. While it's normal to want privacy, secrecy can be a large issue. So secrecy such as withholding certain aspects regarding the nature of their social media image use or hiding or deleting text messages. What do you think about that? Yeah, how would you know if they're hiding or deleting text messages unless you go through their phone? Yeah, let's talk about that. Is it ever okay to go through your partner's phone? I don't think so. No, I think I don't think it's okay personally. I don't. I think there's there's definitely red flags if you're having to feel the need to go through your partner's phone to mm. look for messages or emails or Instagram DMs or anything like that. If you're going through that, then I think there's issues. If you've got the urge to look, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think to be honest, if you said to me, "Can I look through your phone?" I'll be like, "Yeah, cool." Yeah, but what's the I'd say why. So why do you want to look through it? If you find something, I guess they're like, what am I going to do about it? But I think if you're going in there with the intention that I'm going to try, I'm going to find something, you'll find, you'll pick on something so small to find something that could not even be something. Yeah, you'll when you're looking for something, you'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. The worst thing you can read is my journal in there. <laughs> it's got all stuff about you in there, and. Keeping your phone face down when they're around their partner or abruptly shutting down their computer when their significant other walks in the room. I think keeping their face down on their phone isn't, it could be interpreted as something. If they're secret with their phone. Yeah, but they could also just be doing it to be present. Like I do that sometimes when we go out for dinner, I put my phone up yeah, down just so I can be present so I don't get distracted every time the light goes on or something like that. Yeah. So I don't think, I think they're warnings. And yes, if you do sense that something might be wrong and some of these are happening, then yes, I, I think there could be a warning sign. But mm. yeah, I don't think just because your partner's putting his phone upside down is a, is a warning sign that they're cheating. Yeah, and I think, again, it has to come down to clusters of behaviour. Do they just put their phone down when they're out for dinner? Is it happening around the house? How often is it happening? And when you bring it up with them, how do they react? These are some of the things you can think about or use. Second sign of micro-cheating is inattention. Someone who is micro-cheating can often seem distracted, preoccupied, 
or like their mind is elsewhere. People do get distracted from time to time. That's normal, especially when they're busy. But if someone is persistently preoccupied and lack of attention towards a significant other, this is usually a red flag just about their level of commitment. So for example, inattentive partner can include they're constantly on their phone or other devices or looking at them. It's everybody these days. Yeah, true. They seem out of it during a date night or others couple activity. So they're mentally checked out. They appear indifferent or mentally checked out throughout a heartfelt conversation. They become emotionally, mentally or physically distant. They neglect the main relationship. Yeah, all valid points. Mm, I think you see this a lot in movies. When someone is cheating, they're not really present. Okay, next sign to look out for is crossing relationship boundaries. Micro-cheating and infidelity in general are typically defined by one partner crossing the boundaries of trust and infidelity. When a person is micro-cheating, they're typically crossing relationship boundaries whether they know it or not. For instance, they may communicate with their ex despite knowing it makes their partner uncomfortable or like models' pictures on social media despite their partner having asked them to stop. Yeah, I want to talk about this. So what do you think if something is making a partner uncomfortable and they raise it? And do you think the partner should stop it or consider stopping it? Same thing. Depends what it is. If it's just a like of a photo, how do you know the the partner isn't overreacting or taking things out of context? Like I'm a big believer in when you get in a relationship, you just you love the person for who they are and if they if you're trying to change them then they're not the right person for you. So so if you met me and I'm like, hey, by the way, I just love looking at topless guys on Instagram and liking their photos, but I still love you and I want to be with you. That's a decision that I'd have to make whether I want to be with you or not. If that's what you really enjoy and love, if it didn't bother me, then that's fine. But if it bothered me and you, that's what you really wanted to do, then I suppose we're not made for each other. I'm a big believer in how your partner responds to how you feel, tells you everything. So if you said to me, like, Steph, I can see that you're liking all these guys' photos. It makes me uncomfortable. And then I was super defensive and was like, oh, it's nothing. Get over it. You're being a baby. I think that's a bigger red flag, how I respond to it. Potentially. Yeah, I think potentially. Because it's your feelings. Okay. Which brings us to the last sign of micro-cheating, defensiveness. The tendency of the person micro-cheating to plainly deny or downplay any wrongdoing when caught or confronted about dishonest activities. And I keep thinking about this example in my head that I know where when one partner would bring it up to the other partner, they would say overreacting, being ridiculous. Like I did this because of you or gaslighting or blaming the partner, flipping the blame on if you wore sexy clothes and I wouldn't look at other girls with sexy clothes on Instagram. What do you think of this where they have plausible explanations for their misconduct? Like I said, I suppose it comes down to the person and their character and if it's something that they've done previously or they're known to have been doing. Or It's really hard to judge without knowing context and knowing the person. I think it's just really hard. Yeah, you have to take a lot of things into consideration. And one thing I did learn from that book about reading people was if you think someone's lying, the best thing you can do is try to get them to get caught out on their own lie. So if they've gone out behind your back and they're like, oh, no, I just went with my boss to have a drink say okay where did you go oh nice what did you do and you just ask questions not like an interrogation because 
people will usually create a lie and they'll know the story, but when you ask them questions about the lie or more specifics that they haven't planned for, that's usually when people will trip up. So I'm not sure why I'm talking about this, but I think what I'm saying is if you do suspect someone is lying to you or telling you a fake story, rather than accusing them, just try to ask questions about the scenario to get them to trip up on their own story. So what are five signs that you are being micro-cheated on? Here are some signs to look out for. Signs you're micro-cheating. Sorry, we'll go through both. We'll go through five signs you're micro-cheating and five signs you're being micro-cheated. And then I want to give you some scenarios that you haven't seen before. So you might be a micro-cheater if you're obsessed with being online. What? That sounds like me. On your phone, social media for the purposes of giving or receiving attention from people you find attractive. Okay, that's not me. Number two, you present yourself as single online or in real life situations. Yeah, well, that's never never ideal thing to do, is it? Yeah, you don't want to do that. Three, you have a habit of meeting with people you're attracted to behind your partner's back. You're talking to an ex or a crush and may have them listed on your phone under a made-up name to hide it from your partner. Yeah, that's a massive red flag. <laughs> you save them as mum. Yeah. Five, you tend to minimise such behaviours and the impact they could have on your main relationship. Okay, and here are five signs that you're being micro-cheated on. Now, remember, these are all different in different relationships. Always speak to someone or get professional help. One, your partner regularly communicates with an ex or a particular person they've never mentioned before. Two, your special person seems distracted or emotionally detached and neglects your relationship. Three, they are secretive about their social media and communication app. Four, your partner makes no mention of you on social media at work or their circle of friends. Do you think that's... Look, you do talk about your partner... We do show them on social media, but some people are very private. But do you think to never mention them is weird? Yeah, I think it is. I think this day and age, I think it is with all the social media. And yeah, I, I do. I do. I think that's very, I, it is weird. Okay. And five, when you bring any of these concerns up, they become defensive, downplay it, or gaslight you. So those are some of the signs that either you are micro cheating or you can be micro cheating you're being micro cheated on or you are the micro cheater okay so I'm going to go through some scenarios now and I want to know if you think they are micro cheating scenarios even though we went through a few one okay ready having friends of the opposite sex no really how is that micro-cheating, having friends of the opposite? Everybody's got friends of the opposite sex. Okay. But I think, yes, I think it's okay to have friends of the opposite sex. However, I think it can get a bit strange when you hang out one-on-one with friends of the opposite sex on a consistent basis. There's so many variables when it comes to that. How often if you're hanging out with the same, if you're meeting up with a person every day, I would say yeah, maybe there might be an issue. How do you even, yeah, I suppose I need context. Do you know what? It depends on were they friends before the relationship. If you're dating someone, hey, hun, I made a new best friend. Are we going out? I think it's different. But if they've been 
lifelong friends or friends for a long time. But see, I still have this theory that someone always likes the other person. Yeah, you can't help that. Like, you can't... In an opposite-sex relationship. Like, you can't do that. Like, you can't say... You can't meet somebody and say... And becomes friends with them and your partner says, Oh, my God, you're going to cheat on me so you can't be their friend. Like, how can you live your life like that? Okay. All right. Next one. Catching up with someone you find attractive for a podcast recording or a social media collaboration? No. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, say I interviewed someone I thought was attractive and then we caught up for a coffee. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's, yeah, it depends what your intentions are. But if I found someone else attractive, would you find that weird? No, not at all. I don't think so. Would you tell me if you found someone else attractive? I'll tell you. I thought they were, they were a good-looking person, but that doesn't mean I'm gonna, my intention is to hook up with them or do something with them. <laughs> You're so honest. Okay. Chatting with other guys or girls on Instagram that your partner has no idea exist. Yes, this is a, yeah, this is a hard one. Um, they're an old friend, I suppose, or I don't, I don't know. I need to, it's the same thing. I need to know context. But yes, if you meet somebody just randomly and all of a sudden your best friend's on Instagram and you're talking all the time, then there's, there, there, yeah. Yeah, there is issues. How do you know? How do you know I don't have an old friend from 20 years ago that I see in the street and we, how have you been and that, and then find each other on Instagram and say hello? I know, but I feel a woman would talk about that. I think... I tell you everything. I probably overshare. And then there's things you forget to tell me. Like when you saw my girlfriend the other day in Bali and she's like, oh my God, I saw your partner at the gym. And I was like, what? He said nothing. I think sometimes, not to be sexist, but I think men just forget or don't go into as much detail with things. But yes, I don't think it's appropriate to have an ongoing dialogue with someone on Instagram that your partner has no idea about. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't agree with that. Maybe we need to agree to disagree on that one. There is so much to go into in this topic. If you enjoyed this episode and you want a part two on relationships or micro cheating or even relationship OCD, please let us know. But in summary, I think what's important is establishing your boundaries at the start of the relationship. What are you okay with? What are you not okay with? And if something comes up early on that you're not happy with let them know don't just sit in silence don't complain to your girlfriends the biggest problem is when people have a problem in the relationship they don't speak to the person directly what do you think what are your final thoughts on this topic i think some of these are valid i think some of them are bullshit to be honest really but Mm. only really the people in the relationship can really make a judgment on whether they think something's off and if you do, just yeah, just be mindful on how you approach it, and obviously communicate it. And I think yeah, and if your partner's interested in somebody else, or they've got bad intentions, at some point it'll come to the surface, and the truth always comes out. Yeah, I think so. And I think if you're the person who's feeling really insecure or paranoid or suspicious that something is wrong, I really think you've got to look into that. Is this something old that's coming up? What relationship was role modeled to you? Are you attracting people who are likely to be micro-cheating or have infidelity issues and also just tap into that? Because, yeah, if you feel the need to constantly go through someone's phone or you feel paranoid, it might be some work that needs to be done there as well. Thank you so much for recording this with me. I have absolutely loved it and I'm so excited for our 
week together and our birthday week together. What are you excited about? I'm excited. A lot of recovery this week. You did the ice bath. You killed it. Yeah, Two good. minutes. Yeah, it was good. So I did that this morning. And yeah, I'm looking forward to a, a week of work and gym and recovery and good food. So Yeah, me too. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad I got this episode out. If there's anything you want to hear, please let me know on the form in the show notes. But a massive thank you. We can't wait to bring you another episode. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I am truly grateful for you being here. If you got something out of today's show, please take a moment to leave a rating or review. To access more resources or support, check out the show notes below. See you next time. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.